Hey everyone, welcome back to Google Workspace Recap, your number one source for everything Workspace by the Tab Geeks Network. My name is Jesse Nolan, my co host is Steve Larson, and we're here to help you keep up. Over Passover, I was offline a lot, and I had the chance to catch up on some reading. And I absolutely tore through Losing the Signal, which is the story of the epic rise and eventual fall of BlackBerry. They changed how we communicate and not only got blindsided by Apple and Google, they completely refused to believe that this is the future that people would want. Now, I loved my Crackberries and had many different models over the years, including the touchscreen Storm Slider, I believe it was called, uh, and the design was getting better, but the OS was just trash at that point. Uh, this book goes behind the scenes, and now I know why their OS was so terrible towards the end there. Uh, if you're anything like me, I recommend not only reading the book, but there's a movie coming out. It's called Blackberry. Duh. Uh, it releases May 12th. The trailer's in the, in the description. No, this isn't sponsored. I'm just super nerding out on, you know, the crazy story behind Blackberry here. And the movie looks amazing. So go and check that out. Steve, what about you? Were you a, were you a Blackberry user? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I definitely had uh, what my was your share favorite? of... Uh, favorite? Your favorite? I don't know. I, I mean, I think I had one of the... Um, I'm trying to think what the, one of the last versions that I had was. Um, I'm trying to even think because it's been ages. I, I remember the 2007 is when I had some devices. Yeah. I think I might have had one of the more modern ones, maybe like the Q5 or something like that, maybe the Q10. I might have used it. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Now I'm trying to think which, no, which the curve. I think that's what I had. Yeah, I think that's the one that. Yeah, I think I'm trying to think of the names now. The curve was curve very popular. Is one that I used a lot. Yeah. So I was going through like a list of the best um, Blackberries out there, and uh, sorry, the torch is the one I had. The torch slider, not the storm. Uh, but I was like going back, seeing which one, trying to remember which one was my first Blackberry, and the first one I had was the 6210 back. Uh, it came out in 2003, but I got it a couple years later, I think, because I was just getting into it. And then I upgraded to the color screen 7290, and then I skipped the 7100. I didn't want the as narrow a form factor. Then I was very excited about the 8700, which is the fatter, bolder, um, and yeah. newer, better color screen. Then I got the Pearl because I was like, all right, I'll give this new camera and you know tiny little form factor a try. And then I dumped that for the curve in a hot minute. I remember that. And then I had the Pearl Flip because I really wanted a flip phone. And then when the bold came out, I was like, all right, back to the back to the wider format. Um, and I'll throw all these up on the screen over here so that everybody can see. In yeah. the Storm, I did try in a store. That was the one with the single-click touchscreen. I don't know if you ever tried that one. They're like, everybody's going to want your touches to be tactile and not just, you know, vibrating. <laughs> and so they made the entire touchscreen a button. And, like, you'd get to the edges of the screen, yeah. the keyboard would just wouldn't pick up your tabs, and it was, it was right. bad. Um, and then I had the BlackBerry Tour, which was not, I don't think it was touchscreen at that point. Um, uh, or, yeah, and the, and the Bold. And then I think at that point I had moved over. Oh, I had the Torch. That's right. It was my final one uh, that launched in 2010. And I never got the Blackberries after that. I did play with the Bold Touch and hated it. Um, I did like the BlackBerry style, which was the next generation flip phone they did. But again, the, the OS was so bad by that point, I had moved over to, to Android. Um, and that was what I, pretty much everybody did, moved over to iPhone or Android. And um, the last one I played with was actually not even a did, true BlackBerry. It was a TCL. Did, did you try any of the Android BlackBerries? So that's the one that I that I tried, um, was the BlackBerry yeah. Key 1, which was you know, Key one, made, yeah. made by... 
uh, TCL, but licensed from okay. BlackBerry. So it was yep. official BlackBerry hardware, yep. but made by somebody else. And I, I liked it. Um, I actually uh, convinced my mother to get one because she loved her Blackberries, and uh, I, you know, wanted a newer phone, but still wanted the keyboard. And so I was like, all right, this looks pretty mm -hmm. cool, and uh, and tried it out. It, it wasn't, you know, wasn't the same. Honestly, it just it didn't have the same experience, but yeah. it did have a lot of the cool, you know, a, a lot of cool kind of innovative features with the keyboard where the keys themselves were touch sensitive. So you could swipe over the keys to be able to navigate on the screen as you used to be able to do with um, the touchpad that came on the um, the bold. Mm -hmm. And I forget what year that that one showed up, but you could do a lot of keyboard shortcuts just by swiping on the keys without touching them, which was, you know, or without pushing down on them, which was pretty cool. Um, and that was, that was it. I haven't gotten anything else, uh, from BlackBerry. And I, I mean, I'm on iPhone now as anybody who listens to the show will know, but, uh, at the time I was on Android for quite a few years there, but I do miss my, my Crackberry. I think I, oh, I think I have a curve around here somewhere in my, I have like behind the books here. I have some of the, the, the museum of phones, the archived devices. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta pull one of those out for, uh, just for, you know, old time's sake. <laughs> See if I can still power it up. I love those. Oh well, end of an era, I suppose. Yeah. We have All right. a hell of a show today. Yeah, we got a few more updates than we uh, have had <laughs> in recent weeks. Just uh, a couple extra, mm -hmm. and then, as usual, a massive list of news articles here. I. I I don't even know where to begin with the news articles this week here. It's uh, uh, excessive. <laughs> Jeez. I know throughout the week you were just posting pretty much every day. Yeah. Um, every day that I was wow, online. It's a lot. Well, it's only 10, yeah. but I have put in some some additional sub, yeah, sub, sub articles. articles to support the main article because, you know, Gadget has some good things to say and The Verge has some good things to say and, and 9 to 5 Google has yeah. some good things to say. So it's good to, you know, and one of them is they're all based on the okay. New York Times article that I actually didn't read because I don't have a Times subscription. So um, <laughs> I, I thought you said you knew someone that had one. I do. I have to get it from her. She didn't, she hasn't uh, shared it with okay. me yet. So. Got it. Got it. They don't. Oh, you can't like do the sharing links with like Wall Street Journal articles. Uh, you can, but I would have had to have you asked. Can. Her you just got to ask you to yeah. ask. Okay, yeah. got it. I got to remember to to do that so that I can read those articles because yeah. they they've had some good ones, especially on uh, on Google. But Google, yeah, we'll get into it. But Google PR has been on a tear lately, so playing catch up. Mm. Well, yeah. So we'll go through those updates. There were nine announced last week. And then a uh, little silent one there, just a little reminder. seems to be if you drive uh, for desktop updates that we didn't talk about, but they're just little minor updates. I don't know if the, I, I mean, I check this uh, article every, every week, so I don't know how we might have missed this, but um, version 72 and 73 came out over the last few weeks uh, in March. And then, uh, as you said, a lot of news articles uh, to to go through, so let's uh, rattle these headlines off here and get through those. Give you an idea of what we'll be talking about in this episode. So, uh, first, a uh, little reminder in the end of week recap post was that Google Calendar and Assistant reminders will migrate to tasks soon. Uh, first update that we had last week was the improved search results with personalization boost and click boost for those cloud search users. Uh, you can now enable organizational communication with announcements in Google Chat. 
and they made that a separate post and then they also mentioned it in another update um so they kind of uh i think they they, they mentioned that twice i think this week <laughs> and then you can in, there's a new collaboration flexibility features in google sites uh, you can fine-tune access to data with additional options for uh, for access approvals there's practice sets in Google Classroom uh, now generally available. There's some streamlined file organization with uh, a new Google Drive location picker. Uh, and then there are some new community features for Google Chat and an update on currents. So that's kind of where the uh, chat um, announcements also got mentioned in that, in that post as well. Uh, you can now set the default uh, label values for files in uh, Google Drive. So this is kind of an, an additional feature uh, that complements the existing kind of DLP functionality. Uh, and then you can also communicate better with modernized Google Chat. And uh, I was looking through that article and, I, and I'm not noticing anything different. Maybe it's just, um, I don't know, Jess, if you have a look at that, those articles, that article there, the post, before we get to it, see if there's anything you notice different in the design. I couldn't. Well, at the moment, I'm realizing it's not that last one, communicate better with a modernized Google chat, is not in the recap post. Uh, oh, it's not? Oh, no. yeah. Well, that's interesting. Oops. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. And it's not in the recap post, but it was announced. It's on the vlog, April uh, 13th. <laughs> yeah yeah interesting that was thursday the 13th yeah exactly another weird thing that we noticed on the recap post is that yeah all of the previous announcements text is in super tiny font <laughs> not the same as the, as the rest of them yep all right and then yeah i think we did say can you get better there was the last one talked about the drive for, for desktop updates uh i'll just i'll version 72 and 73 came out really all it says is that there's additional additional bug fixes and performance improvements there so uh nothing uh, worth noting on those uh, so you should be on version 73 right now and then in terms of the uh the news other news relating to google we have a nine to five article here about google bar gets experiment updates uh change log and The Verge is talking about uh, Google Chat getting a new look to match Docs, Sheets, and uh, Gmail. So that is just what we're talking about there. And yep. uh, the material design uh, at 9to5 is also talking about Which the same thing. I think that maybe you and I aren't really seeing anything different because this is the design that we've been seeing in the blog posts yeah. and videos that they've done about um, basically about what this is going to look like. Um, I'm trying to compare guess. it to my, what I have currently and I, nope, mine is still a little bit too boxy in certain areas. So I guess, I guess, or maybe yeah. just on this account, I don't have it yet. Check okay. over on my other account. I don't know. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, to me, it looks the same, but maybe it's just so subtle that, uh, we're not really noticing too much. Uh, possibly now keep in mind this is chat yeah. so it's not like it's not gmail's chat right. at google.com yeah yeah true and i usually right. use the pwa same same 
All right, next we have a YouTube video here about Katie Couric hosting uh, Future, uh, Future Ready by Think with Google. So it uh, seems like an interesting one there. Uh, there is also another YouTube video here uh, called about the software supply chain song. Uh, I'm going to production. That's Google's doubling down fun. on the songs after we did our, our rap. <laughs> uh, yeah. They've outdone right. us once again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a GCC post here about the Google Chat user uh, love survey. And hear about the experience. Um, yeah. I'll, I think I'll definitely be filling that one out. <laughs> you're uh, uh, also, yeah. I was going to say you're uh, you're you're in the uh, the rare. What's the term I'm looking for? You're, mm. you're in the uh, the, minority? the minority. Minority on your your opinion here. I think. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. I think you don't have a choice, but you should definitely give feedback yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Chrome unboxed article talking about CTL launching a next gen Chromebook CBX three with uh, 13th gen Intel, Intel i7 processors there. A bleeping computer article here about the Google Chrome uh, emergency update fixes some zero days for 2023. Uh, got a lot of uh, different uh, uh, sites here. This is CyberScoop talking about the nation state actors are taking advantage of weak passwords to go after cloud consumers, customers. Uh, cloud customers, Google says. Yep. Uh, 9 to 5 uh, talking about uh, AI coming soon to Google search with, uh, with Maggie as Samsung considers Bing as their default. Uh, and then a few, uh, supporting articles from Engadget and the Verge there on that same, uh, topic. And then, uh, 60 minutes, uh, is talking about the AI revolution and how Google's developers are on the future of artificial, uh, intelligence. I don't so think is, Google has got. ever been on 60 Minutes, so that's a pretty monumental one there. Mm. Yeah, I was trying to look at the history of 60 Minutes, and there's a lot of seasons and episodes to filter through. So oh, they've been doing it for decades. Not quite sure. Yeah, the 60s, I think, is when it started. 63? Um, 68. started. 68? Okay, close in the 60s, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, yeah, that gives us the agenda for today. I will kick things off with that reminder that Google Calendar and Assistant uh, reminders will migrate to Google Tasks. So you might need a reminder for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that is going to be, it's coming to users already in terms of an optional uh, migration. And uh, starting May 22nd, uh, they'll automatically be migrated to Tasks. Not, use that have not already migrated. Not going to lie here. I stopped paying attention to tasks in Google Workspace. Yeah. I moved over to ClickUp. I, I love it. What can I say? Yeah? Yeah, it's great. No. Okay. Blows a sauna out of the water, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, they basically give so many more features for a much better price or even a similar price. And um, okay. it's just a pretty much a better platform across the board. There are some tweaks that I would like to see, but um, basically it looks like they're making all those tweaks in the new 3.0 version of their platform, which is coming out shortly. So yeah, I Google seems to be trying to make it a project management, task management platform, and it they're thinking too small. <laughs> I don't know why, yeah. but you know, 
maybe with when they finish all of these migrations, they can flip the switch on some magical new platform they've been building behind the scenes, and they had to wait until these were migrated. I don't know. All right, uh, next update is our, for our cloud search friends out there. Uh, so improved search results with personalization boost and click boost. So this is just going to um, highlight documents that users uh, have clicked on uh, more towards the top of the of uh, their search results, uh, either that have been clicked on uh, by the user in the past or clicked on by other users for similar queries. So those will rank higher in the search results uh, for, for that use case. Uh, that is available now for all cloud search customers and uh, just available to those that are using it. Uh, next is the ability to, uh, or the uh, enabling of organizational communication with announcements, Google Chat. Uh, so this is a way to create a space for announcements only. So it allows uh, just those space managers to post in that, that space. And uh, this is something that uh, just gives you some more uh, more ways to use spaces uh, for certain use cases. And it needs to be uh, configured uh, upon creation. So just like uh, the external participants and external users in a space needs to be configured upon creation. This is also something that uh, needs to be done when it gets created. And then uh, one uh, little note is that the, I think they also mentioned that they allow people to use organizations, uh, your, to allow people outside your organization to join is moving to that advanced section of the space creation settings. So I thought, thought that was already in there anyways under advanced but I guess they're just putting a category in it I guess it wasn't there wasn't a category yet for uh, allow people also your organization to join so that will be just a really just a visualization change yep. things. UI organizational refresh yeah yeah so very minor there I uh, I keep going back and forth on this whole uh, you know posting announcement only space. I'm trying to figure out you know what I would oh. use it for. I guess like company announcements, things like that. But I also kind of want to give people yeah. internally the ability to reply and discuss said updates. So then I would end up posting mm -hmm. it in the group chat that I have for you know for the whole company in a in a mid sized company anyway. Um, yeah. I guess in a larger company to only have uh, announcements only makes more sense. Um, yeah, I used, so I had a, a hangout group before uh, that was being used just like for announcements only purposes. It was when we were like noti notifying our call center staff for certain things that were happening and incidents that were occurring. And, you know, we didn't want everyone responding to that because it would, you know, ping essentially everyone and all their phones and all that stuff. So that's fair. it was, yeah, it was really meant for, you know, managers and, you know, IT staff and the, the call center leads right. to... So you do want to, if you have something that's yeah. like org wide, you do want to post it in kind of both spaces so that if you have people muted, that muted the group with all yeah. the chatter in it, you know, the coffee shop kind of thing, then right. they won't necessarily yeah. see it. But if you have one that's just for announcements, yeah. then you'll get them in both places. All right. Yeah. Makes more sense, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we use them similarly in, in Slack channels, you know, where right. again, it's, you know, execs that are posting certain updates and. Um, I think 
the way that it works in Slack is that you can respond to a post that someone makes, but you can't post a new post. Oh, like in the thread. So I don't know if that's threading. Yeah. So I don't know if that's how that's going to work in, in here. I don't know if, um, it mentions that, uh, message posting and other capabilities. Yeah. So message posting. So I don't know for, uh, yeah, reply in thread. Um, it says only space managers can post in this space. So I'm guessing that means nobody can write to it. Interesting that they yeah. would still have the chat bar show up though, for just members. I would have left it out, but yeah, I guess to that's too that... much of a UI lift for them. I'm looking at seeing, yeah, I'm trying to see this posting is limited, right? So you get that little icon there that, mm -hmm. um, the space managers can post. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like you can't respond. Uh, it's a non-manager to a post. Okay. Uh, roll out for this one. Uh, rapid release domains are going to start to see this starting, uh, as of, uh, this week, Monday, the 17th on a gradual rollout up to 15 days for visibility. Schedule these domains. Uh, we'll start to see this on the 5th of May, uh, on a gradual rollout up to 15 days for visibility there. Uh, that is for the web uh, rollout pace, by the way. For uh, mobile rollout pace, this is starting on uh, the 1st of May for both rapid and release domains and on a gradual rollout up to 15 days for visibility there. So uh, coming out sooner to the web and a little bit later to mobile device and available to all workspace customers, uh, but not available to those with personal Google accounts. Not only is communicate better with a modernized Google chat missing from this post, but posts are out of order on the update blog <laughs> on the recap post. Oh, interesting. The next one I have okay. on there, cause I, I usually just have that open, but I'm looking at them side by side with the show notes. Uh, and the next one is fine tune yeah. uh, access to data with additional options for access approvals. But on the RSS, it's introducing okay. new collaboration and flexibility features yeah. on sites. Weird. Yeah. So that's what I've got. Yeah, that's what I've got right now is some new collaboration uh, and flexibility features for Google Sites. Uh, so better ways to kind of see when someone else is uh, working on that site with you. So new, the new collaborators cursor will appear when the site editors are typing within a text tile. And this kind of just helps you uh, know where, uh, who else is working on that, uh, that page while it's being edited. Uh, so you can also display your content, uh, with some more flexibility here by adding page frames and adjusting site width for desktop viewing, uh, with some custom themes. Uh, there's some page, uh, frame colors being, uh, you know, being customizable now with some width options as well. And, and then finally, there's some uh, alignment options to buttons, allowing you to, uh, you know, make those left, center, or right uh, within a group. And all the align buttons are there to uh, can shrink to fit the text, and uh, allow a button to be narrower than the group containing it. So just making things a little bit uh, more flexible there in terms of the layout and design. Uh, for this rollout here, there's some, uh, uh, there's a wide range of dates in terms of rollout for each of these features, uh, and schedule release domain and rep release domains all have different, uh, 
times and dates for those. Uh, I guess I'll run through these here real quick. There's six different dates and times for everything here. So uh, collaborators cursor is uh, already rolled out for rep release domains. Schedule release domains start this on the 24th of April. Uh, full rollout there for one to three days of visibility. Uh, for the page frame and customiza customizable site width, uh, rapid release domains, we'll see that start on the 11th of April on gradual up to 15 days for visibility on that one. And then schedule release domains starts that on the 25th of April uh, with a full rollout lasting one to three days. Uh, button alignment is the uh, uh, next one. And final one, uh, rapid release domains started that on the 10th of April on our gradual rollout up to 15 days for visibility and then schedule release domains uh, sees the start on the 24th of April with a full rollout uh, happening in just one to three days. And uh, available to all workspace customers as well as those uh, personal uh, Google accounts as well. There we go. Uh, next is the ability to fine tune access to data with additional options for access approvals. Uh, so this allows, uh, this is for uh, specific Google Workspace cu customers, by the way. Uh, I don't really know anyone that has this, but uh, I mean, well, personally, I don't know anyone that has it. Of course, there's some out there that do have it. Uh, it's going to be a very limited subset of Workspace customers that are probably listening to this, if any that are listening to this ep yeah, these episodes here. But It's an add-on to this, an Enterprise Plus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of part of like... Um, yeah, it's almost, it's almost more like a GCP add-on. It's just the uh, Google Workspace Assured Controls. Uh, yeah, for, uh, an add-on for Enterprise Plus customers. Mm -hmm. And it is um, definitely not a cheap uh, add-on <laughs> because, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's costly. This is essentially where you're limiting access into your workspace environment for, uh, you know, U.S. persons only, uh, things like that very strict requirements in terms of access uh, controls and logging. So uh, this is going to uh, give some additional options for those customers to specify, um, you know, Google support personnel can indicate which specific product and data they need access to, for example, Gmail data only instead of all workspace data. Uh, some access duration can be set. Uh, control in terms of uh, revoking previously granted access if no longer available, and then context where you can denote the reason an access request was approved or denied, or why a previously approved request was revoked to streamline the process for future requests. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, rollout for this one uh, is going to be uh, starting on the 11th of April for both rapid release and scheduled release domains on an extended rollout up to 15 or potentially longer than 15 days for feature visibility on that one. And as we said, availability is, is, is very limited availability uh, only to those uh, assured control workspace customers. Uh, next is one relating to classrooms where practice sets in Google Classrooms is now generally available. Uh, so this is something that was previously announced in a beta uh, back in March of 2022. And this one is just now uh, making it available to, to all education customers. Uh, so available to Google Workspace uh, uh, Education Plus and Education uh, uh, teaching and learning upgrade customers, uh, not available to 
anyone else. So it won't be available to uh, to those of us are on the workspace, like business enterprise side uh, that, that have access to classroom. Uh, it's only available to the education SKUs. And yeah, rollout for that one is that's available to, uh, it's available now to all customers on that platform. Won't talk too much about that, but cause we already talked about that, but um, kind of students getting real time feedback and on practice sets, things like that. Uh, next streamlining file organization with new Google drive location picker. Uh, this is, yeah, making it a, a little bit, uh, easier to pick and choose where you are going to move a file. So this is, uh, yeah, a nice little change to, to the UI. Unfortunately, our little uh, animated image here is a little bit small. I was trying you to read my mind. They were doing so well look with at the post Yeah, I know, right? The <laughs> screenshot size. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Brutal, brutal. But uh, suggested, starred, and all locations are now going to be an option when you are uh, selecting where a file goes. I wonder if this is also going to show up in the Gmail uh, drive. Like when you, when you have a file attachment in Gmail. Mm-hmm and you say save to drive and you have that location picker there because I think there was some differences between what I was seeing there at one point and what I was seeing in drive in the drive interface. Could be. So I hope they didn't forget to update okay. the uh, location picker for within Gmail. So I imagine it'll um, come. It just may not launch with this. Yeah. I wondered. Yeah. Uh, so as I said, uh, there'll be some three new tabs there. So notice suggested start in all locations uh, when you are uh, navigating there into uh, where you want to pick uh, where files will uh, be stored. Uh, so there's some details also for the selected folder pass, uh, which is an, an option to create a new folder and an image notification for moving something into an empty folder. Uh, there's some suggested locations uh, and the option to reject the suggestion, which immediately removes it from the list some streamlined navigation that adds an inline button to complete the action of moving a file in one click and a label. If a folder is view only and explains uh, why you might face an error when moving a file, such as not being the owner of a file. Yeah. Yep. Had a, uh, a recent question about that. Um, somewhat yeah. related to it is somebody was asking, well, who's the owner of this file? And it's like, well, it's in a shared drive. So the shared drive is the owner of the file. Um, but this was in regard to a individual who had added protected cells in a Google sheet and the, uh, -huh. uh manager of said person who's oh, no longer right. here wanting to remove said protected. And it was like, well, you can only do that if you're the owner. Well, who's the owner? A shared drive. Oops. <laughs> so I think we're gonna have to move that out of the drive, become the owner, change those and move it back or something. Oh, I don't know. Really? It, it's not letting us, Is uh, that yeah, it's not letting us change the protected cells. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay, so even though a manager of the shared drive is trying to make that take that action, yeah, only the creator of the file mm -hmm. is able to do that, and that person has since been removed. Yep, or their account no longer exists, or I believe that their account no longer exists. Okay. 
So that was that was an interesting one that came out this week that I was like, well, who owns this? And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, it's okay. in a shared drive. So it's still some so, quirky things here. So that fix uh, resolved it then. So that I don't know. We haven't tried it yet. I will, I'm waiting for the manager to provide written approval. Ooh, that that's what okay. they want to happen <laughs> before we go, okay. and, you know, start playing around with stuff like that. Yeah, because if they're the manager of the shared drive, they should be able to do that themselves and just drag it out and put it back in. Uh, yeah, yeah, they can. But I offered to do it for them because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> okay. Got it. Got it. So nice of you, Jesse. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. And then they're like, well, I'll just keep it in my drive permanently. I'm like, you're, you're missing the no, point of the... shared drives. No. <laughs> right. Please please right. don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, please move back. Okay. That's an interesting one to test. That was protected cells, you said, right? Yeah, protected cells in a shared drive document. Yeah. Interesting. And I wonder By if that user file, is no longer here. I wonder if that file was created in my drive first and then dragged in there, or if it was most created likely. in the shared drive first. It was most likely created in somebody's individual folder and moved in. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder if that makes a difference too. Because mm -hmm. so if it was created originally in the shared drive, if that would not have had the impact that it has if it was done in my drive. Yeah. Anyway, okay. really random edge use case there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're here to talk about, I guess. That's kind of weird do. things, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're about for this one. Uh, this one is going to be uh, hitting the rapid release domains uh, starting the 12th of April already. Uh, that's a gradual rollout up to 15 days for visibility. And then scheduled release domains, we'll see this starting uh, next week on the 26th of April uh, on a gradual rollout up to 15 days for the visibility there as well. And available to all workspace and G Suite basic and business, as well as users with personal Google accounts. Uh, next, we have some new community features for chat and an update on currents. So, this is kind of summarizing, uh, you know, that previous announcements that uh, I talked about uh, with the uh, announcement only, but it's also uh, quite a few other things. So. Uh, they're kind of talking about the transition, you know, of currents over to chat and uh, beginning on the 5th of July, that currents will no longer be, be available. Uh, workspace admins can export those currents, uh, export current data using takeout before August 8th. And then beginning August 8th, currents data will no longer be available for download. And, uh, you know, as we are, you know, departing, saying goodbye here, as it says to currents, uh, the investment there in Google Chat is uh, continuing, so that features uh, that were seen in Currents can start to come over into uh, into the spaces and in Chat. Uh, so there is a uh, this is just kind of a you know nice little timeline here of what has been happening in in Chat over the years uh, from you know 2022 up until up until now. Uh, gives you kind of like a visual roadmap of of what is coming and part of some of the up and coming features for 2023 uh, is that you're going to have post view metrics coming soon a full chat api available i think that is in beta right now uh, and then uh, google group sync with spaces for membership management and then also space management tools in the admin console so I'm actually already seeing some of the space management tools in the Emma console yep. in, uh, in, a, in preview mode. I think some things are already showing up there. And I saw a request for us. alpha for groups sync, but um, 
It was actually funny. Yeah. I saw that first, and then I saw this post, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's what they're that's what they're talking about." There's more mm-hmm. details on that. It's very limited yeah. too for who can join that alpha. It was like you can't have any groups with PII. You can't have um, you know financial information or anything like that. So it was like, I don't know if I yeah. want to you know <laughs> test this as much. I'll test it in a different yeah. account with less active, you know. Yeah. In production. So. Right. Yeah. One one thing that we do see in this. Um, this announcement here is that you know we saw that the announcement only uh, space doesn't allow those non-space managers to respond to the like an inline threading, but you can react to the post. So yep. it does allow you to uh, react there and put your favorite emoji on that yep. post yep. that someone has access to post. And it also shows yeah. that it is categorized as announcements under the name of the group, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll be using this. I think it's good. I like it. Yeah. Uh, next is that they um, talked about the inline threading, custom emojis. Uh, that stuff has already come out, and the capacity uh, is up to eight thousand members in a chat space. So not, I don't think, quite the scale that Currents had, unfortunately. <laughs> So I wonder what they're doing with that. Cause I know there's some current groups that I have that are, you know, like 20,000 users. Uh, don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the biggest, there's a G suite community with 13,900 members. There's a, another one with 13, no, it's the same one. And I think that the, the Google classroom community has got 28,000 members in it. So, Google Workspace for Education is like 38,000 members. So I'm not sure what's going to happen with that, with those communities there, because capacity-wise, it's just not the same as Currents. Yeah. Um, I wonder what uh, I wonder what's happening there. I know a lot of the classroom admins are, are working with Google and trying to figure out how to transition those uh, communities over. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to dig into that. Ask some of our folks in the community. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of talked about some of those upcoming features there in the roadmap that we see uh, coming up. And um, really, this is uh, just kind of a more informational post. Uh, other than anything, the only kind of key dates to take note of here in this post was that uh, the takeout is... Uh, only going to be available until August 8th. So keep that date in mind if you do need to export out anything from Currents in case you can't uh, transition those over the spaces. Clock's ticking. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of resources here in this article. So um, kind of links through to all those different features and functionalities that were previously announced. Gives a little uh, summary here of 13 different updates that have occurred already. Uh, so check that out in the article if you are curious about all those feature enhancements to chat and spaces. Uh, next, we have that ability to set the default label values for files in Google Drive. So this is uh, expanding the automated classification capabilities of Drive labels to support uh, default label values in addition to that current admin ability to apply labels by default. So with automated classification, uh, label admins can construct rules that apply that uh, add labels when files are created or when file ownership is transferred. Uh, so this uh, this also helps 
uh, which just helps organizations uh, kind of ensure labels are applied to the files at creation, file creation. And uh, using labels there can enforce certain, uh, you can use labels to enforce certain policies through DLP. Uh, so it kind of ensures compliance in that regard there. Uh, rollout for this one. Now, this one started the 12th of April for both rapid release and scheduled release domains, up to 15 days for visibility. And uh, this is available to uh, work business standard plus enterprise essentials standard and plus customers as well as education plus and education standard customers. Uh, so not available to workplace essentials, business starter, education fundamentals, uh, teaching learning upgrade, nonprofits, and frontline users, as well as the G Suite basic and business customers, nor is available to users with personal Google accounts. Uh, last is that uh, communicate better with a modernized Google chat. Uh, this is the announcement about uh, chat coming to use the material design three uh, vis you know, visualizations and uh, some updates here in terms of fonts, colors, layouts, uh, panel size, sizing, and more. Uh, you'll notice those changes um, in, the, in the top app bar, uh, in the left navigation menu, the main message view, compose setup, new topic button, and the threaded panel with direct messages and spaces. Again, I mean, looking at this, to <laughs> me, it looks the same. I don't know what the differences are. Maybe we've had the modern view for a while already. But, you know, announcement-wise, it says it was rolling out on the 13th of April. Uh, a gradual roll up to 15 days for both as rapid release and scheduled release domains. So, I don't know why it looks so much so similar. I think uh, because you I've and I have... For a very long time. You and I have spent so long in the too. alphas and betas. Um, I do see some things are different here. Curvier size, yeah. curvier buttons, a little bit updated font. Yeah, I see it. Um, it's okay. not... Yeah. Not all my accounts have the, the new interface yet, so um, that's why right. I, I guess I'm able to see the difference between them and you're not. <laughs> okay. This this screenshot actually looks a little bit like it looks like I'm trying to remember if we've seen this one. This looks like the original screenshot. Yeah, yeah I've got to go check the blog post that they did announcing the Unify workspace. I feel like this is that. Okay. Maybe not. I don't know. But I think it is. Well. It's also small <laughs> it's not too bad it's not too Especially, bad. No, it's usable. Too bad it's usable yeah this is like it fits in my windows yeah it's hot i think it's like it's the right medium between the other ones are too small there's some that are really big this is a happy medium i think yeah well when you're putting a you know a small file like that into a 4k video it doesn't look as great true okay and that wraps up the updates for this week so that's all of them Indeed. On to the news. Let me pull this all open. Lots of news here. I got a little comfy while I was uh, listening to you go through all that. So I got to get sit back up here and wake up so that I can talk. All right. Google Bard, start things off back in the AI world. Let us know if we're like way too much in the AI deep end here. If you want me to make this a different show or, you know, just do an AI update or, you know, only talk about the news and a different update. Let us, let us know what you think in the comments. Yeah. I mean, maybe <laughs> I, have a, I have a feeling it's just my preference in general because I think we're not going to get too much feedback. But um, 
we should probably limit it to maybe like you know two AI updates a week. Except now, that there's like, like really, so it, many things happening. Well, I know unless it really stands out. Like a lot of it is just really rehashing what's already happening, right? Right. So unless it's kind of something new, so like I'm looking at, for example, like maybe um, I don't know, like the experiment updates, change log. That seems somewhat interesting, you know, to see that. But yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. Go okay. on. Carry on. So Bard is getting a change log in true googly engineering fashion. Uh, they're going to be adding updates here, and they're going to be adding a change. Ooh, here's what we should do. We should start a Google Bard recap show <laughs> and just go over the, yeah. uh, the uh, what do you call it, the updates to Bard and all the other AI stuff, news around Bard and, and generative apps and whatnot. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, basically, um, you know, kind of following, um, you know, I don't know that actually does, does ChatGTP have a changelog one? I don't think so. It does have versioning that everybody knows what it is, but I don't think I've seen an actual changelog app. Well, I'm, I'm adding bar to our list of uh, <laughs> other releases. There you go. I'll add there this you go. to the top. Okay, so some big stuff Smart here uh, in this post is some of the updates that they've done is that Google is uh, improving or increasing its capabilities in math and logic responses. And for the coders in the room, coding capabilities are coming soon, according to Google. So um, you can check out the experiment updates change log directly uh, in the link in the article here, or um, you can view it in the side navigation drawer. Um, I do. I do like whoever made the experiment updates posts or the format because they do have the date format and kind of like engineer, you know, ISO standard format there, yep. year, month, day. Yep. Which <laughs> I, I I really like. You know, that's like AI ish, right? You know, it's what other format would and classic Google put it in, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. It'd be pretty amazing if the uh, if Bard was generating its own change log. <laughs> Before long, Bard will be writing the Google Workspace recap yeah. posts. <laughs> yeah, summarize summarize all the code you know like commits from the last uh, month. Hey, right? that's not nothing, pal. Documentation is a pain in the ass. If I can get yeah. Bard to just do all my documentation for me, more power to you. Go yeah. for it. That being yeah. said, I did ask um, Bard what Google Workspace best practices there are, and it gave some okay options. But then search-related topics, one of them is, what is the disadvantage of Google Workspace? So um, good job, Bard. <laughs> let's not, let's not uh, promote the other. I mean, it's not that bad, but still. I found it funny. All right, on nope. to the next update here. This is uh, just a Verge article and um, also a 9to5 article with a little bit more information and uh, topic discussing or discussing the topic of uh, what we already discussed here is that Google Chat is getting Material de um, material Design 3. So if you're interested in just reading through those and seeing what those uh, articles say about it, go ahead and take a look at those. I'm not going to go into that because we've already discussed it. Now, discussed it, not discussed it, sorry. Google PR has been rocking and rolling, trying to, I guess, pick up steam and make back some of the ground that they lost to Microsoft and ChatGTP uh, over the whole AI thing and get to be a dominant force in the conversation around it. And the way that they're doing that looks to be a very multi-pronged approach, but they're bringing in some real legacy, like, hardcore shows here, 60 Minutes, and then Katie Carrick hosting an interview series of, you know, short five-minute videos on the Think with Google podcast page, uh, or sorry, on YouTube page. Um, this isn't a strategy I've really seen Google doing before, so it's interesting. I think it's really trying to appeal to the masses because, you know, Google is, is 
if you watch the 60 minute special, which I can get to in, in our 10th update here, but preview is Sundar Pichai says, we want lots of government regulation around this. This is scary stuff. And you're not going to like, he's usually you don't see tech executives kind of championing, championing for that type of a thing because regulation slows things down and it restricts what we can do. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's, well, disastrous. Um, but in something as new as AI, it's very interesting to see them going down that route. And they're not the only ones. And there are others who are doing it. Um, but I think that as as part of their approach and strategy for going for the mass market opportunities here to talk about it is that they want to stay in the forefront of the conversation and remind people, hey, we've been doing this a long time and we want to help this, um, you know, shepherd this forward in the in the best way possible. So um, pretty interesting stuff here. But anyway, uh, there's a couple of uh, really good interviews, short interviews uh, at the link here over on YouTube on the on the Think with Google YouTube page called Future Future Ready. So go and check those out. And then obviously, Google just wants to keep outdoing us. So they have a new song, the software supply chain song called I'm going to production. And I got to say, this is way more catchy than it has any right to be. <laughs> so well done to whoever produced this. It's a lot of fun. And uh, uh, it's a short song, but uh, you know, going to production. So go and check that out over on YouTube. Now another one, this is behind the GCC link. So if you're not a member, you're not gonna be able to see it. But I do have the direct link in the show notes here is a survey about Google Chat. And I've been seeing, I don't know if it's the same survey or a different survey, but I've been getting prompted in Google Chat almost regularly, not necessarily daily, but at least weekly or once or twice oh, a week, yeah. asking me what Some I think about chat. How do I like chat um, in, in Google Chat? And so I filled it out a couple of times, filled out a couple of things here and there, but for the most part, um, I think this is probably going to go more in depth because it is done through a service called Tech Validate and um, is, is, yeah, they want to know if they're doing a good job here. So we've got opinions. They want to hear them. So definitely go and, uh, and fill out that survey. Next is CTL, which is a kind of an affordable Chromebook, more education targeting Chromebooks, Chromebook company. Um, they've been around a long time and they are pretty dominant in the education space. And they have a proper uh, contender here to go up against the mighty, powerful, I have one around here somewhere, the uh, Chromebox 4 from Asus. And this is the CBX3 from CTL. And they make good hardware, and it's actually not terribly expensive. And this thing has a 13th gen that is the current brand new generation of Intel chips, Core i7. Now, it only has 8 gig of RAM, which I was disappointed by. I wanted for $1,000 and an i7, I want 16. Um, oh, look, you can equip with up to 16 gig of RAM and larger SSDs. I didn't see that when I was going on their website, so I'm going to have to dig further into that. But um, I've been waiting for them to come out with a new model for a while because, I, I mean, competition is great. And uh, Asus really uh, has a, a great device on their hands, but they do get a little pricey um, also into the $1,000 price range when you try and spec them up like this. And um, I think that this is more has more options and is possibly more repairable as well. So um, definitely check this out. They they are they skipped the 12th gen model and went directly to 13th and I think that the Asus is on the 12th gen um, processors so good move uh, by CTL here to catch up and then jump ahead and this is the first ever uh, Raptor Lake Chrome OS device so 
good stuff there. Um, apparently, they are on sale for pre-order, so go and uh, pre-order those if you are interested. According to Chrome Unboxed here, um, the device retails at $1,061, but if you pre-order it, you can get it for $849. So, um, really, really awesome price for the kind of performance you're going to get out of that. Go and check that out. All right. Lost my pace here on my show notes. Here we are. Okay. Next is a zero day, the first of 2023. This is from Bleeping Computer. And apparently Google has released an emergency Chrome security update to address the first zero day vulnerability. Um, they're aware that it exists in the wild, and this is the update for it. So new version is rolling out to users in the stable desktop channel and will reach the entire uh, base user base over the coming days or weeks. And um, if you are in charge of rolling those out, you may want to make sure it gets pushed out um, and maybe remind your users, hey, restart Chrome if you don't do it on the on the regular just to be able to get that update because zero days are not fun so um good on google for always staying up to date on those and acting on those and 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 releasing updates rather quickly all right speaking of security here um new report coming out of google says that not all of us have the best passwords and that nation state actors are taking advantage of your weak passwords and going after their google cloud installation so you know this is a recurring problem we've had it with aws we've had it with azure we've had it with all of our cloud services and non-cloud services for years people your passwords suck you should be using password manager you should be using something to generate better passwords or get better passwords and i don't mean all of you our wonderful lovely listeners you have the best passwords in the world and they are you know 85 characters and incredibly complex but your <laughs> users on the other hand probably not so much I, so yeah um and and by users i mean even other admins of the google cloud uh, accounts here because that's who these actors are going after so maybe take another look at your passwords and make sure that you've got some really strong minimal requirements in there for for your users and your admins did i talk about the like the concerted effort that people have been making on our domain to try to get gift cards paid to other people that I've talked to you about. Oh that. no, you're going to hit by the gift card that? scans again. Those go around every once in a while. Oh, oh. And this is not just like emails. This is like, they're now getting our phone numbers and texting us messages, mm -hmm. SMS messages and being like, Hey, you know, it's so-and-so CEO. Uh, can you go, I'm doing this stuff for our, like very specific though. It says, like it said, I need these gift cards for members and staff, mm -hmm. which our company is very specific. We have member, you know, members and also staff, right. both. So it's super specific to our company. It's not just a general, you know, message. And then they're also able, they're also contacting our members who aren't even employees, but they somehow, you know, found out who our members are. Interesting. Our community. Interesting. Targeted them. Yeah. Yeah, those keep going so, around, and those are those are tricky because a lot of times it's hey, it's CEO, it's so and so, and most of those people haven't spoken yeah. to the CEO directly, or if they, you know, if they do, like it says something like, hey, I'm in a meeting and I need you to take care of this real quick. It's the CEO. Right. A lot of people are just going to jump, you know, and it says I need you to go out to buy these gift cards, and yeah. it almost yeah. it almost happened to us. Um, 
where the executive it's assistant like, had basically had it was like a perfect storm and they always are right you know when when you fall for those yeah. it's always the perfect storm but she had just been chatting with the ceo on google chat and then like it it really felt like he was just picking up the conversation and he was in a meeting which he very often is and then she said all right um you sure you want me to go and buy gift cards and and she said this to him in person when he came out to to take coffee from her and he said what gift cards and that's what stopped it. And it was like, whew, that was close, you know? And, and so Jeez. after that, we initiated extensive training across the organization saying, hey, yeah. this is a thing. Yeah. This is a problem. Get used to it. Don't click on it. Yeah. Don't act on it. If you have a right. question like that, you know, go directly to your normal way of communicating, such as Google Chat internally, and chat them or their, you know, their, their assistant directly or whomever you're dealing with and say, hey, is this a real request? Yeah. Just confirm it. We won't penalize you. We won't yell at you. You won't get in trouble. Please <laughs> confirm. It's not annoying. It's necessary. So, um, yeah, this this one's not going to die. It just keeps going around. Go out and buy you know five thousand dollars in Apple gift cards and upload it to uh, to the site so that we can distribute them to the employees with a new holiday bonus or whatever it is. So yeah, good times. All right. Next topic here is that uh, surprising absolutely no one, if you've been paying attention to all of the AI stuff here, is that uh, Google is working on AI infused Google Search. Surprise! Not. They are calling it Muggy. And uh, this is under a additional threat here. Obviously, we've got the Bing threat going on, but an additional threat as Samsung, and maybe this is just a ploy to get more money out of Google for making them the default, for making Google the default search engine on Samsung's phones. But apparently, they're considering, quote unquote, considering moving to Bing as their default search engine on their phones. Now, Samsung is, I think, the single largest Android phone um, manufacturer in the world. So that's a pretty big one. And I I know that Google pays Apple somewhere in the realm of a billion dollars or a few billion dollars for the privilege of being the default search engine on iPhones. So I don't know if Samsung is getting any of that, uh, you know, additional handout, but they certainly probably want some, as everybody does these days. And um, essentially, Google is on under attack from multiple approaches, from multiple fronts. Here is what I'm getting at, and um, the on the search side for. Putting AI in, if you listen to the 60 Minutes uh, episode, which I'll talk about in a minute here, um, Sundar says specifically, yes, we're working on that, yes, it's coming, etc., and has said elsewhere um, that as well. Uh, according to the New York Times article here, Google is, quote, updating the existing search engine with AI features as part of Project Magi, which is a sorcerer and vaguely in line with the Bard naming-wise. Uh, it's said to offer a, quote, far more personalized experience than the company's current service. So Maggie would allow search to answer questions about software coding, write code based on a user's request, um, which Google has technology for with Palm, P-A-L-M. Uh, users have the ability to ask follow-up questions which, while it would feature ads under generated results. So um, not surprising. What is interesting here is that Google currently has 160 designers, engineers, and executives working full-time and quickly iterating on Magi. So this is still part of the red alert, the code red, all hands on deck, full court press, whatever, you know, eulogy, not eulogy, God, that was bad. Analogy you want to use here, gradient <laughs> slip. I mean, I'm search sure is not dead, be but yes, <laughs> eulogy, eulogy for someone, some platform. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What a, what a, we'll need a eulogy for whoever <laughs> doesn't win this fight yeah, um, exactly yeah but uh you know in theory maybe we're gonna see an announcement about this in in may for google io maybe 
probably. We'll see. Um, Google does have a history of making announcements like that at I.O. in the past, and unfortunately, they don't deliver on those so quickly in the past, so hopefully that won't be the case here. Um, that being said, there's a lot of people who say we're iterating and innovating too fast on AI and AI's development and implementations, and some say that we're going too slow. So eh, I think that Google's really working hard to uh, stay as much in the middle of that as they possibly can, um, but if they don't iterate on search and get it right soon, there's going to be hell to pay. Not for me. I don't care. I love AI. I want AI everywhere, but you know. <laughs> um, and then there's some additional details in the Gadget article and a Verge article if you want those. I'll provide the links below as well. Yes, Steve? I'm just hoping that the uh, little sound blips that I'm hearing are not going to impact uh, the recording because I just heard it right there. Your notification uh, sound blips? No, like you went silent as you were speaking. Oh, I am, I've been wondering if there's something funky with my internet because you froze up a couple of times and I can see that my, yeah, um, okay. some of my, my I've, got, I've got a ping um, going for days at a time that here. And I think that it's time to reboot my router or something because um, it does, it, I mean, it's, it's nothing major. There's no drops, yeah. but some of the TLS time is getting a little long. Is. So that's what it is. Um, could be, yeah. could be. Uh, that being said, it should not be an issue because we're using Riverside, and uh, they're right. not sponsoring the us at the moment. But Riverside does um, uh, do local downloads, or, sorry, do local recording, and then upload to the cloud. So I should get this fully intact, even if there is drops in the internet connection. So thank yep. you, Riverside. Ooh, something's Ooh, gone. Someone's uh, yeah. a fan. That no, that's the street cleaner <laughs> going by. Street? Oh, uh. that's the problem of recording during the day, folks. Is that you know, yeah. I, some trucks are louder than others, and they're certainly out during the day and not at eleven o'clock at night or eight o'clock at night when we usually record. So, yeah, I heard that. I heard that one. All right, this is crazy. Google's on sixty minutes. I, I didn't think I would see the day. Um, the title here is the AI revolution: Google's developers on the future of artificial intelligence, and. Um, Fun fact about 60 minutes, the actual content is 27 minutes because the rest of it is all ads, I assume. So over here on YouTube, you can watch oh, what I believe is the full episode in 27 minutes and not one hour. It's already on YouTube, got 650,000 views, and I imagine that their reach on television is even larger than that. Um, but I think that uh, Google really got their bang for their buck here with the uh, doing a PR um, you know, appearance on yeah. 60 minutes. But it, it does. It goes into and talks with Sundar Pichai in a rare interview uh, about you know what Google's working on and, and shows off some of their internal, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, labs, both in, um, in, not in Cupertino, sorry, that's Apple, in uh, San Francisco and Sunnyvale specifically, and in uh, London, which is where their other AI research laboratory is. And they go into some interesting things, including showing off for the first time video, sorry, text to video. And obviously, there are some serious uh, restrictions in play here. The text to video will not create people hands down. So anybody who wants to use it to create a certain um, not suitable for work content, you can't, not on this one. Um, 
and uh, it does do animals. I assume when it does get released to a small test base, there are people who are going to try and make it not suitable for work because that's what everybody always does. But uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see on that one. But there's a lot of uh, research that has been going on you know, behind the scenes for a decade here or more. And we're finally getting to start to see some of it. And hopefully some of it is going to start to be released here. Um, but, you know, this, this PR... Um, tour, if you will, seems to be, as I was saying before, on the topic of, hey, we're experts in this, we've been doing this a long time, here's what we got, and here's what's coming, just because ChatGTP is super cool, don't think that we've completely lost, and uh, don't sell all of your stock at Google. So... But I thought this was fascinating. Any interview with Sundar, any time that he appears, um, you know, in, in an appearance publicly is, is, in my opinion, worth watching, given that he is uh, our fearless leader of both Google and Alphabet, which is, hey, it's all Google at this point. Um, and uh, definitely from the business side of things, as well as understanding a little bit into the mind of our, our leadership, go and, uh, and check that out. And that's all I got on that. Bunch of YouTube stuff, bunch of... Huge news, long episode, over an hour of recording. All right, that's yeah. all for this week. Send us your questions and comments. Drop your questions or comments in the um, in the chat below. You know what to do. Thumbs up. Give us a subscribe, whatever platform you're listening to. We appreciate all of you being here. Please share with your friends. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers over on YouTube, so if you could uh, share with your friends and hit the subscribe button, I would appreciate it or we would appreciate it. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time on Work Today's Recap. <laughs>